I don't know what the UKW Pride and Glory pay-per-view results were, because I haven't seen the pay-per-view yet, and no one will tell me. However, I do know that UKW, the night before, Friday night showdown, remains fabulous. It's an hour and 20-something minutes again. Might be even larger than last week, actually. But they've got such going, so much going on. And when you're hot, you're hot. And this promotion certainly is. With the two new heel stables, it's really reinvigorated things. It's brought the wrestling up. There are some good matches. There are not as many good matches this week as last week. But that can't always happen. And it's enjoyable from beginning to end. No Henry Winter this week. And no Steph either. She's not so well, so get, get well soon. Um, so you've got Selby, who's doing the... Uh, the um, I call her Selby? Shelby, isn't it? Yes, it is. Of course it is. She's doing the announcements. And she's also pulling double duty because she's doing a bit of colour commentary. And does a really good job, actually, with Sid. The one, Sid Phoenix. And he's got the energy there, which is great. He's kind of tempered it, brought it back a bit. And that really works. I do miss Henry Winter, but these two work really well together. And um, even when there are mistakes this week, it doesn't seem to matter too much. Now, when that happens, you know you're onto a winner, don't you? So, first of all, We've got Young Horus. Now, I like this shtick of him not being able to win anything. Still on a losing streak in 2022, and I think before that as well. And he comes out to do the, um, to do his little bit to the mic. The mic quality from the ring is a lot better this week. So you've got straight in with the titles, which I like. The sound's better. It all works really smoothly. I never expected that a few weeks ago. They've come on in both leaps and bounds. Not just leaps, but bounds as well. Yes. So anyway, Young Horace is not very happy. He's always complaining about others and making excuses. But he still has the open challenge. Now, last week he tried that and Big Duncan came out. And I did say at the time, I know you've put some stipulations on that the week before and people denigrated you for it. But don't make an open challenge because the Persian Empire are too late. So out comes Leone first, Leone Rose. I say first because she's quickly followed by Johan Hunt. So it's a two on one. Oh, there's Big Duncan. And uh, quickly followed by Mustafa Khan. Now, they're scary people, the Persian Empire. And you know I have had some trouble with the Persian Empire. I'm trying to lay low because they threatened to come to my home city and drag me to Batley. I don't want that, so don't tell them where I am. Anyway, this is not going to be good for your horror, surely. But you know what? <laughs> he has a go. He really does. He, um, he only comes in first and softens him up a bit for... For Johan Hunt, who it's a lovely springboard forearm. Very nice. Then there's a Leonie Rose abdominal stretch, which I like. But Horace fights back against both of them. He uses 
uses them against each other, which is really nice. The pests, as I called them. Johan Hunt didn't like that when I called him that, and neither did Leone, but that's the kind of thing they do. They'll be doing more of that pestly work later on. Now, Duncan comes in because he's seen enough of this. I mean, he hits him with two chops. The second one probably could have been heard in Leeds. It's it's massive. Then Mustafa Khan comes in and continues the chop shop. It's under new ownership, but by God, it's meaty. Huge chops. Then a boot to the throat. There's a close-up camera work, which is lovely. While the two pests are distracting the referee, we have a boot on the throat. That's really nice, actually. And then Horace thinks, I'll go up top. But Duncan grabs him off the top for the fallen man slam and then brings, well, he allows Khan to come in and take the pin. Leone Rose has already done the week in and week out line and Khan does that as well. Mustafa Khan does that at the end of the match. He invites Jonathan Sedgwick to join the Persian Empire. It would be an easy thing to do, Jonathan. You can always join the Persian Empire. They will press your copy of the Times, I feel sure. Because if he doesn't, week in and week out, he will have a beating. And casually, on the way out, Duncan just says to see, where's your fat friend? Run out of gas already. They just, I mean, they're, they're just dominant, aren't they? For the moment. Now, Cerebral Steer is in, and it's announced that he'll be fighting Joe Sedgwick. And then Joe Sedgwick comes out with the Yorkshireman. I said, no, it's actually the Yorkshireman, not me. Joe will be at the next match. It's a mistake, but you know what? It doesn't really matter because it's fun. There's impetus and it's just, they're hot. So it doesn't matter if these little mistakes are made. Now, Steve's got a kind of shoulder holster on, a bit like, um, as if he's, you know, a bit like uh, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams. So he must have a bad shoulder. The Yorkshireman's got shoulder tape, so he must have a bad shoulder. Blimey, I wonder what parts of the body they'll work on. Actually, they don't. They have a really good close match. Sid is talking about Jester J. Rowe Lewis Jr. the third, who read Hunter L. Carr, Us's book last week. He's not here tonight, and neither is Hunter L. Carr, Us either. What's going on there? Makes you think, you see, they've got this life away from the ring now as well which really works too. The Yorkshireman has less excellent moves this week. I've really liked what he's done when I've seen him, but he's got less big moves. Hits a high crossbody for a two count, but Steve eventually hits the guillotine. This is really nice, takes him down while he does. He kind of, because the Yorkshireman is sort of losing control, he takes him straight down into a DDT, then bridges into, a, into the choke, then locks in the legs. It's lovely. So you get you get four different distinct types of guillotine choke. Generally, when people put it on, they just, oh, he's fading, he's gone. Well, this is much more like it. He's, he's kind of working within that choke. I really like it. We get the three arms up and down, arm falls, done. The crowd are surprised. The Yorkshireman is supposed to be someone who's on the rise. Cerebral Steve has just put him out like he did last week with Joe Sedgwick. Well, I think it's a really bold move to do that as well, two weeks running. Two weeks running. And Cerebral Steve 
is beginning to get a run of his own. Nicely done. Now, the soap opera that is Clayman Carlyle and JPR. Carlyle's with JPR, and uh, last week they didn't have a very good time. They lost around the clock championship, and um, they won't have a good time this week either, not in this match. Joe, well, he, I mean, he puts up a really good fight here against two men, to be honest. Early on, Carlisle wants Winter, sees he's not there, then sends JPR to the back. So actually, it won't be two men. It's one-on-one. This will help Joe. There are weasel chants early on with Carlisle. He doesn't like that because he won't engage in and out of the ring. There's fast, good work from Joe. He hits a lovely spinning neck breaker. But eventually, Carlisle's got ring smarts. And he does that thing of choking um, Joe Sedgwick between the ropes, over the top rope. That's lovely. Then back in the ring, he just gives him a massive punch to his head, to his forehead. Which, um, Sid says, watch the punches. <laughs> Quite right. Then he chokes him and and hits a huge drop kick to the jaw. It's very nice. But Joe Sedgwick's not giving up. Coming back with a flying back elbow. And then there's a... Uh, there's a, 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 he counters a twist of hate as of hate with a blue thunder bomb for a long two. At that point, Shelby said, I even picked my microphone up to announce him as the winner. That was really it's a lovely moment. They've got the impetus and the fun. They're enjoying themselves, clearly. Then you've got Carlisle going um going for for a move that uh, that Joe avoids and rolls him up for the pin. He was going for the super kick. Joe avoids it, just cheekily rolls him up. It's a good match and a bit of a surprise. And afterwards, JPR's not happy that he's been banished to the back and they square up a bit. Carlisle then takes both belts, walks straight past him. And as Sid says, we'll talk about this when we get home. It's one of those situations that's very nice. Now, this next match could have been really poor. And it's not the best match on the card, but it ain't bad either. It's Tommy Dillon, whose work has come on very well recently, versus Mad Ed. Now, I've had some issues around Mad Ed just shouting and screaming. And this week, he does start screaming, but then he starts talking in a loud voice. But he takes his shirt off, you know, with the bloody handprint on it, or the painted handprint on it. And uh, after at the end of the match, he says, do you like my new ring outfit? Which is <laughs> nice. So he's bare-chested, and he's actually talking to us. Maybe he's listened to my podcast. Well, if you have been, this is a much better situation. I mean, he's still got the, the anger. And early on, though, Dylan smashes in with punches and quite a poor flying clothesline. Doesn't quite, doesn't quite catch it. But he does jump off the, the outside and catches a punch to the gut. Ed hits a headlock and then a nice bulldog, actually. And some, well, many elbow drops from Dylan. Dylan then gets in the crossface and there's a tap. We're not sure. We think it's a tap. Is it a tap? It is a tap. They respectfully shake hands afterwards, which is a bit of um, an extension of Mad Ed's character again. And then Duncan comes out and just smacks him off the stage because he doesn't like Tommy Dylan because he had to work with him and Dylan cost him some matches. Plus, he'll be fighting Dylan with Sheikh Muktoom very soon. Well, he's already done it. I don't know what happened. That's a pretty good match. It's interesting because Dylan's work has ramped up, which is good. And also, Mad Ed has got some extension to his character, which is also good. 
Okay, here's the um, the sort of semi-main event. It's JPR with Cayman Carlisle. Let's see if they can actually carry on without being upset with each other and having a tiff versus the Mad Mountain, Andrew Jepson. Now, JPR is not going to have the power advantage and actually, he doesn't have the speed advantage either. Jepson's taken some timber off and he's fast. He hits him with a big slam, but this match is about Carlisle helping out JPR, which is very nice of him considering they'd had a tiff earlier on. You see, they're putting their personal enmity beside behind them for the good of the team. Very nice and well done. So for instance, he kind of makes a distraction of himself so that JPR can stomp Andrew Jepson and distracts the ref. Um, and does JPR and Carlisle smacks him, just runs past and smacks his face in from the outside. That's a nice JPR clothesline. It's tight, which is very well done, actually. And then Carlisle continues to attack him on the outside while JPR distracts the ref. Oh, yes. There's a very nice moment where JPR waits behind Andrew Jepson while he's talking to Carlisle, who's on the apron. JPR is just kind of dancing a bit as if to say, ha ha. Of course, Jepson knows what's going on, slips out, and JPR hits Carlisle. This could be a flashpoint, but it isn't. In the meantime, there's a massive Jepson backdrop, but Carlisle distracts again. Jepson goes to speak to him. He's just about to pin him, but he goes to speak to Carlisle. Carlisle goes between his legs and out the other side of the ring. Jepson turns around, walks straight into that DDT from JPR. That is the win. And they heart attack him afterwards. They've patched it up, you see. They've patched it up. It's nice when two people are getting along. It's, it's interesting because the Persian Empire seemed to be immovable. But JPR and Cayman Carlisle, or the other way around perhaps, don't. And that's a nice way of doing things. They seem to be the ones who are having more trouble. However, your main event is the pests, as I'll call them. That's Hunt and Johan Hunt and Leonie Rose versus Jonathan Sedgwick. Oh, yes. I've whitened your spats, yes, my lord. It's a good match, this, actually. There's a nice Jonathan Sedgwick snap mare from a, from a hammerlock. He gets out of that. Uh, Hunt's got him in that hammerlock. Very nice. Immediate atomic drop into a very sweet lariat and then a nice bulldog. He's chain wrestling, is Mr. Sedgwick. Chain wrestling. Very nice. But then Hunt comes back with a drop kick, which is beautiful, off the ropes, and he kind of turns in midair when he delivers it. As Sid says, never seen him do that before. No, he really is coming on. And then Rose is in. She's coming on too. Great work there. Sedgwick grabs her, but she gets out the back. And as Hunt distracts her, she hits a lovely Hurricane Rana, drives him to the corner, and then immediately a tarantula on the outside. That is a beautiful move. And as Sid says, haven't seen her do that either. It's really good to see them do these new moves. Really good. Then there's a, a huge backdrop from uh, Sedgwick, he comes back very strongly on Hunt and then a backbreaker on Rose immediately after each other, almost subsequent. Then he lays them on each other and what does he do? He turns them over, all four legs, with a sharpshooter. That is fantastic. And the camera, it, it really close, it's a close-up on their faces 
and the pain and them trying desperately to get out. They do. But then very soon after that, Sedgwick gets a, D, get a Death Valley driver, a DVD, to Rose, onto Hunt, and then Duncan gets in. He gets pinned, but Duncan gets in and uh, Sedgwick bails. So this week, he's come out on top. No curb stomp to be seen. He's come away with the win. Khan is left saying, I'm going to fight you tomorrow and I'm going to beat you. But you know what? It sounds like empty talk. Because Sedgwick has just beaten the pests. And even though they sent Duncan out, he's frustrated because he can't lay his hands on the boss. That's good stuff. This is a good episode. We see JPR and Cayman Carlisle fighting against each other, but in the end making it up and the team winning. The Persian Empire looked to be a little bit rockier this week. It looked to be good early on, but as soon as Hedgwick gets involved. Week in and week out, he's going to get a beating. Not this week though, eh? And that's good work. You see the warp and the weft of these teams. It's a good go-home show because you're really not sure. Think, hang on a minute. I thought the Persian Empire were... I thought they were going to race through UKW. They're going to take control. Nobody could beat them. But actually, it looks like there are a few cracks in the foundations here. As Sheikh Muktoum said to me, they're going to go down one by one. Well, the pests didn't do too well tonight. But this whole programme certainly did. As I say, even when things don't work out right, there's humour, there's fun, there's an attitude that they are enjoying themselves, and so that kind of thing doesn't matter. I'm right in the middle of this now, and they have created that, because I wasn't a massive fan, and I was very clear on my podcast about that, but their work and their selling and their angles and their wrestlers have made me a huge fan. This is one of the best wrestling entertainment hour and a halfs. It could be the best around at the moment. Do catch it on YouTube and get those pay-per-views. You'll never be sorry. Ta-ta.